Oh, okay. Uh, into this. Oh, uh, hel- hello, patrons. This is Barnaby Sage, and um, I'm here to thank you guys for for giving us a lot of help and putting out, you know, these stories and adventures and friendships to you guys. Uh, so, so Chris Walsh, thank you, and Christopher Bruce, thank you, Mike Hammond. And Michael Polod and Jason Campbell, Olga Krasik, thank you guys a lot. Michelle B., Honorine Elizabeth, Robert Andrews, and David Forsey. You, you guys are, are just just the greatest. Uh, Heather Baird and Cheryl Nash, Chelsea Deb Hilke, and, and Michelle Scott. Honestly, w- w- without you guys, uh, this this would be so much harder and, and lonelier. So, so thank you. Uh, That's it, right? Okay. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Bye. Locks the rain, bounty crew. Right on. Who do you call when you want some vigilante justice? The crew managed to escape the ticks and took off across the jungle after Buck. Rusty met Tulip, another bounty hunter on Shard's trail, and they felt a team-up was appropriate. The crew met up by an abandoned warehouse and Doug pulled some feather tokens out of his pocket so they could fly up and after Buck, who disappeared into the mountainside. But the assassin was also there. That sounds like some filler text. Should I leave that in? I guess so. The crew dove into some exhaust tunnels and narrowly avoided being dusted by a blast of heat, with Squeak in the lead, riding Barnaby deeper into the mountain, hot on the heels of the assassin. Did we use that one already? No? Hot pursuit before? Good enough. Welcome back to Bounty Blunders. Barnaby and Squeak, you just ate this blast. So you get to continue sliding down through as eventually this like heat moves past you and you continue like rattling down. Squeak is laughing. I think like Squeak is having a great time with this. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, embers burning off his cloak. Yeah, and, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're like hopping now too because Barnaby's shield is just red hot under yep, you. For sure. Um, <laughs> you see this figure in front of you completely unscathed, just sort of put their cloak up in front of them and rode right through this. And they pretty quickly reach out and just like kick off of a wall on the side and go shooting out a side pipe. So you, you are going a bit faster. So I'd say they're like 120 feet ahead of you now. Yeah, again, I think Squeak would just kind of bang on the shield, the hot shield, uh, to get Barnaby's attention. It's uh, time to go. We got to make an exit. Okay. Yeah, and I'll just kind of poke my head slowly out of my shell as we rocket towards wherever this uh, outward tunnel is. Yeah. You do still have the feather tokens oh, yeah. uh, active. Oh, so yeah. you're able to just, you, you can just sort of slow yourselves down uh, to get into this into this tunnel. Okay. Tulip, you drop down into the tunnel just as you see everybody sort of poking their heads out, I think, from the side tunnels that they escaped into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah, rocket straight the... past them. Can they Can they see us go out into this little passage? Or They won't be able to uh, unless you wait. Um, I would just give a little whistle as, as Oreo climbs out of my cloak and would leave him like on the ledge. And you're going to keep going after this figure? Yeah, I think we're, yeah. we're in So you pursuit. hear... Literally, they like they hit the ground and just and just uh, kept like rocketing down this down this pipe. But it is more horizontal now with your 
feet, you would know that you are just above the queens from down here. So you've fallen like two full rings downwards. F-E-A-T. Yes. With his yeah. feet. Yeah. 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 I thought He's he was like, the... oh, I can sense feels like the, queen, uh, the queens. I can mm-hmm. feel it in my feet. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe you can. Maybe above. the grass yeah, yeah, yeah. down here. Li- yeah, yeah. Squeak does not wear shoes, so. <laughs> <laughs> you do see them look over their shoulder as you come into this tunnel and look at the two of you, but then disappear around the corner to the left ahead of mm. you. The next- I, I go to wave, and then when he disappears, I just kind of put my arm down again. But well, never mind. If, if we turn the corner and see him again, I want to launch a rat from my, my ratapult. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a t-shirt gun that's just filled with rats? No, on the on the inside <laughs> of Squeak's arm, he has a like a mouse trap. Uh, that has just been edited to have a little tiny like bucket seat on it that okay. he can fire rats out of. Rescue rangers. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the two of you take off. Tulip, you are falling. And I guess, what is Oreo doing? Uh, Oreo is just like waiting um, for any of them to come down. And I think the moment uh, he sees any of them, they would hear in their head just this voice say, The rat and the others have gone this way, down this tunnel now. <laughs> Uh, would just like echo <laughs> rattling in your head. <laughs> so Tulip, that happens. You see a small black and white cranium rat just standing like basically arms crossed <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> yeah, Tulip like comes to a, like he's been dropping basically vertically with his arms crossed the whole time and he comes to a halt <laughs> and sees this arms crossed rat and he nods to the rat and then just begins to sort of like, walk <laughs> walk down the tunnel and as he starts to walk he like unfurls his cloak and puts it back on <laughs> <laughs> yeah so probably the three of us fly in behind yeah so you're all making your way down this tunnel now so you do turn the corner and you do see this figure again squeak so if you want to launch a rat yeah rats ahoy Ooh, that's only at 10 uh yeah the rat Splat. goes like and <laughs> flies like just past and then goes down another tunnel and then that tunnel gets blasted with heat. Uh, oh no <laughs> your service will be um, remembered <laughs> <laughs> yeah it cartoonishly pokes its head up and its tail is a little bit on fire but it's okay yeah. um, <laughs> yes that figure you see take a right you can also see that they are gaining a bit of distance they're they're faster than you uh, He let them make a wisdom save Wisdom save? Yeah. They need to beat 15. You feel you're able to sort of take hold of them for a moment, but something forces you away. So the the spell does fail. Oh, that didn't work. And I'm just kind of doing my turtle tortoise jog with uh, Squeak. Uh, Rusty and Tulip, you would start to catch up with Barnaby and Squeak now, so you can see them making the turns in front of you. Then the next time you turn, you do squeak and Barnaby make a perception check. Uh, two plus six, eight. 23. Over the sound of these hissing and rattling pipes all around you, you do see the edge of his cloak disappear to the right as he turns down another passageway. Mm-hmm. And then very quickly you hear this loud metal scrape. The metal scrape right in front of me or like around the, the turn where you- Around that corner. Yeah, okay. Oh, this way, Squeak. As uh, I try to make my poor little tortoise legs go faster. I think Squeak is literally Um, just like because of the flying token has two arms on the back of 
Burnaby, and then it's just like flying <laughs> like a little flag. <laughs> Great. So you come around the corner and you see a pretty immediately another pipe heading downwards. This one is quite a bit shorter and you actually feel like a really cool breeze shooting up through this pipe. And you can see that this pipe normally would go down and take a sharp turn to the left, but has been torn open. And so this blast of cold air coming up from the queens is uh, whistling through this pipe in front of you. Hmm. And uh, Tulip and Rusty, you would catch up at this point. Do I see any evidence that whoever it was climbed out through that hole? You would see that there are two deep gouges in the tunnel here that you could attribute to that figure's crowbar. Okay. Um, scraping down. It looks like they jumped out this hole but used their crowbars to slow their fall. Gotcha. Oh, it looked like they climbed out through that hole, I think, guys. Rusty pops his head out. So yeah, you, you lower yourself down into the tunnel and stick your head out and you can make a perception check. And at this point, uh, Brass and Doug, you would you would catch up as well. Hey. Do we have eyes on him? Yeah, they went out through this hole. That's a 30. A 30? <laughs> With wow. disadvantage. Wow. <laughs> Dear God. Nice. I, got an, I got an 18 and a 19. Oh, so it's nice. actually 29. Sorry. 29. Oh, well, you don't see shit. Oh, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> DC 30 perception check. No, uh, 29 will do it. Um, you see, when you poke your head out, it's pretty much just like the whistling of this cold air like rushing past you into this pipe and you look down and what you see is a large courtyard with like a fountain in the middle there's a couple of these like sort of blossoming pink trees a couple of people walking around slowly but mostly this area looks pretty deserted which is strange because this is the capitol building which is where the united families sort of hold open forums for the people when there are things that need to be voted on uh, or announced to people. So it's kind of like this fortress structure with an open courtyard and kind of an open, almost like Greek forum structure. You look down at that and then when you look to your right, you see the figure has been uh, using these two crowbars to swing from pipe to pipe and are now sliding down a chain. Rusty just turns back and says, I got eyes on follow me. And, uh, and actually with a 29... You would also see in the forum, uh, so you, you catch that figure making your way down to a pipe and mm -hmm. making their way down a chain, and you follow their eye line, and you can see at this structure below you, Buck making his way in through an open window uh, above the forum. Hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, Russ. I got eyes on him uh, after me. And yeah, just flies out and gonna go along the pipe to where the chains were that they're uh, sliding down. Um, yeah, Tulip follows. Yeah, following up suit. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. me too. Ditto. Okay, so uh, let's roll initiative. Net 20! 17. 18. 12. 21. Starting off this combat about 250 or so feet off the ground is squeak 250 feet off the ground but how many feet away from the man in the cloak 80, 80. that's within range squeak just yells out get him boys and he can make a strength save as dozens of rats start climbing out of the woodwork and entangling him Ooh, uh that is a nat 20 Ooh. thank you mitch's dice no problem no problem <laughs> there bad guy dice 
It uh, it does nothing, and I spend uh, my movement flying towards him. Yeah, so the I guess rats just like pour down the chains, but just sort of start falling off the sides as he just brushes them away. Hopefully there's uh, some people underneath, like some well-dressed nobles and the queens or something that, you know, are, are drinking a cup of tea this, and maybe a rat falls in it and they're like, oh, good heavens. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's actually like, it's weird. This area is super deserted. It's actually really strange to see anywhere in Mox Therain with this few people in it. But yeah, I guess someone pokes their head out the window and goes teacup first and gets a rat in it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Doug. So Sorry. I will uh, fly out uh, 30 feet and cast Eldritch Blast at the figure with the crowbars. Okay. That sucked. That is going to miss probably 5 plus 7. Yes, that misses. Oh, well, there's two of them. Blam, blam. That also misses. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah, fire off with this Eldritch shotgun and the two, the two force blasts just like hit off the chain as they are uh, just jumping down from link to link using their crowbar to hook in. Then it is Tulip. I'm going to run the 40 feet and just jump off the edge to fall. If you want, you can do like an athletics or acrobatics to use the pipes to use your regular movement and then jump. Uh, I'd like to do that. Yeah, actually, I'll use athletics to do that. OK. Yeah. OK. Um, I got 22. OK. Yeah. So you're you're able to sort of like jump out and like monkey bar across the pipes on the ceiling here and okay. then drop down the chain. Cool. Perfect. I guess I could still I'll still be flying after that so I can just uh, drop down and my action is just going to take a swing at them while I fly while I drop by. Make an attack. OK. So he pulls out his longsword and uh, grips it in both hands and swings for uh, that's 22 to hit on the first one. That's a hit. Nine damage. Uh, this one might miss. It is 15. 15 is a miss. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, like monkey bar across the across the pipes and then drop and then stop yourself with the feather token right next to them and take two swings. One of them like skims across this figure's shoulder and you get a better look at them now. This person is wearing like a black cloak. They have a metal sort of face guard that comes across their eyes, just a slit that they can look through, sort of like a knight's helmet, but without the bottom. And you can see that they have a human face, but with these sharp teeth glaring at you from under this hood and through this visor. And then the second attack comes and they sort of lash out with this bracer they have and just smack your blade aside. Is it, is it Robocop? It's kind of Robocop, <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tulip, and it is their turn. Alt criminal. Um, so they are going to, as they like smack away that longsword attack, they are going to, oh yeah, for sure this hit. Over 30. Yeah. Uh-oh. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing how many attacks they get. Quite a few. Uh, does a 16 hit? Yes. Then that hits as well. So that's three attacks they all hit. <laughs> We barely knew you. <laughs> no one truly So knew you him. take 42 damage. Pretty good. 18 of it is slashing, and the rest is fire. 
like as he smacks away, you see him start to sort of fall backwards as he takes out this little hooked short sword. And along the edge of it, you can see it, it looks like it is molten lava. And he quickly, like with an underhanded stroke, just like slashes three times across your chest. And you're just barely able to move backwards as this like heated blade just swings across the front of you. Mm-hmm. And then he is going to drop off this leg of the chain and fall and try to catch himself with the crowbar again. So you can take okay. an attack of opportunity on him. I was just going to say, is this weapon something that we would see like members of the Molten Watch having? Make a history check. I don't know if you would have ever physically Anybody seen the anyone from the Molten Ooh. Watch. Uh, and that's only a nine, so probably not. Yeah, so you, you probably haven't seen anybody from the Molten Watch. I'm going to use my uh, Stone's Endurance to reduce some of that damage. So that is a d12. I okay. 9 plus 3 is 12 damage of that is reduced. Okay, now the second thing is I'm going to use, instead of using my attack of opportunity, I'm going to use my tattoo, my Blood Fury tattoo, which one of its abilities that it gives me is that if I obtain damage, I can use my reaction to hit back with advantage. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So I guess what I'm imagining is that uh, this weird creature or whatever slashed across the chest and Stone Endurance, he uh, he just pushed into the blade and just stopped it on his chest and it cut through the, the front of the Admiral's uniform. And then he looks down at it and then he looks back and then he uh, is going to go for a second. He's going to go for a swing with the with the longsword. And this time it's 22 again. So I guess that's a hit for five plus Okay, eight damage. Uh, So you swing as they fall and they kind of twist in the air and try to do like a full turn and catch themselves again with the crowbar, Mm -hmm. but the crowbar actually slips out of their hand (laughs) and they start to fall. Uh, So they are currently falling. (laughs) And Barnaby, it's your turn. I'll use my action and movement to fly towards, uh, towards that figure. Okay, brass. I'm going to um, jump out this hole and, I guess, fall my flying speed. And I'm going to cast Melf's Minute Meteors. It creates a bunch of little balls of fire around me. And at the same time, I'm going to use one of my dragon bloodline-y things and a sorcerer's point to make myself resistant to fire. So that's my elemental uh, affinity when I cast a spell that does fire damage, I can end a sorcery point to gain resistance to that damage type for an hour. Sick. Cool. For an hour? Cool. Yeah. Okay. So what does this meteor spell do? Creates t- six tiny meteors in your space. They float in the air and orbit you for the duration of the spell. When you cast and on uh, as a bonus action on turns thereafter, you can expend one or two meteors, sending them towards a point of your choosing within 120 feet. It impacts each creature within five feet of the point of impact, um, makes a dexterity saving throw. They take 2d6 on a failed save or half on a successful one. Did you want to use any of those now or just leave them up? I'm going to leave them up for now. Okay. And you're flying down sort of after them as well with Barnaby? I'm flying kind of straight down. Straight down? Okay. pretty much. Then it is Rusty. They're falling currently. They're like they are currently falling. Yeah, Tulip knocked them off the chain. They're pretty capable, and uh, they thought that they could pull off something cool to get some extra movement in. And now they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna... <laughs> Rusty's gonna hold an action. I mean, I'll, I'll just use 
this ability now, inspirational presence. Just going to use that now. So Rusty just goes like, Grinch, go, yeah, get him. <laughs> it's like, all right, great. Inspiring. Yeah. Um, not, not high on the charisma. Yeah, and just drops and flies. Yeah, like they, I'm holding an action if catch on to something to attack them. Okay. What, what does your inspiring presence do? Uh, the next time I hit with my heavy irons, uh, all allies within 30 feet gain temporary hit points equal to the damage I deal. Oh, cool. sick. So that, so, and that's, that's with your magic item too, right? Yes, that is my magic. Yeah, that's on, that's a, one of the five charges off my, uh, heavy iron. The heavy irons, Delilah and Starlight, my closest friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we just met Barnaby. We just, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, so yeah, I'm just trying to fall with uh, Brass and uh, uh, Barnaby and Doug. Keep them within thirty feet of. Me. So for for everybody falling, I'll give you this option. Uh, you can just stop flying and start flying again. Um, yeah. So, oh, like, if that's you don't what I was have, thinking. if you want to go down, you don't just have to go forty feet down. You can oh. go, like, if you want to be on the ground, you can kind of be there. Uh, how far can we fall in a, a round? Technically, it's. I think you fall six hundred feet immediately when you fall. Is the rule? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> D yeah, right. yeah. There's a lot of right. force. Uh, rest is on the ground. a mandatory misty step. Yeah, it just fucking so fires. If I weigh 10 kilograms and uh, I accelerate <laughs> infinity meters per second, I think I turn into dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we'll we're gonna cause a like and a, so does like the a, Earth below a you black hole in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. core of this planet. The real boss fight in this in this campaign is falling that fast in a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then then yeah, I would want to I would want to be on the ground the same time as that guy does back in my turn. But I'll wait till it comes around. Now now that he is falling, you can all sort of be on the ground at the same time. And it is back to Squeak. Uh, yeah, I guess Squeak does a superhero landing, slamming it into the ground at six hundred feet uh, in a split second. <laughs> um, and then, sorry, I guess just to confirm, how far away from he is is he from us? If we're all on the ground. Uh, I'll just do this. I'll just do this now then. So I'm, I'm just going to have them save for the. So they're going to take a buttload of damage. And with I mean, we were shitting on D&D Beyond dice. But <laughs> the real dice. <laughs> it's not. My, I, I think it's the math. 21 D6. <laughs> 21 D6. <laughs> he fell from 210 feet. He does fall, and you see him sort of, like, almost catch himself in a way, like, starts running down the chain in a bit more control and does, like, roll when he hits the ground. But he is limping a bit when he gets up to start making his way towards the uh, uh, towards Yeah, the so forum. I'll, I'll use my, my prepared action now. I low-rolled. I only got a 16 to hit. Uh, that's um, a miss. That's a miss. Then it is back to squeak. Uh, okay, I, I, can I reach him melee range? Uh, you would be able to get it within melee range, yeah. Excellent. Uh, so then, yeah, you just see Squeak basically fly towards it um, and open his jaw and just be like, ah, and try to uh, bite into his shoulder. Ooh, that's not going to hit, though, with a 14. 14 is a miss. Hmm. Yeah, you see that you see this uh, uh, like venom kind of coming off of his teeth 
I guess dust doesn't pierce pierce the armor or anything. Uh, yeah, I blow a fifth level spell slot. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> yeah. OK, and, and you are right next to them now. And Doug, it is your turn. Yeah, so I'm going to sort of dive bomb down uh, until I'll just before reaching them and pull up and keep floating above the ground. And so I will just try to like from about 10 feet back, just two barrels center mass. All right. 19 to hit. 19's a hit. All right. So one of the two blasts hits for 11. And I I just want to say, hold it right there. Yeah, force damage you see like hits them on the shoulder uh, as they stand up now over Squeak. They're not huge, um, not like a very big build, but now all of you get a pretty good look as this figure like looks around at all of you. You all see this metal visor across their uh, across their eyes and they sort of bear these sharp teeth at all of you uh, with that short sword at their side and this like really long bow, this like jet black bow on their back. And then it is Tulip. When he lands on the ground, he unslings his shield from his back and brings out his longsword, and he uh, walks towards the creature and looks down at his admiral's coat where the line had been cut through it. And as he does that, he looks back up at the creature, and you can see, like, his tattoo flares and his eyes just, like, grow. He just sort of mutters under his breath, sort of like, I thrifted for hours to find this jacket. And then, um, rages. (laughs) (laughs) Rages and then also goes into a frenzy as his bonus action and is now going to make some attacks. <laughs> the first attack is probably is a miss for sure, and the second attack is a 19, which is a crit. Yeah, and that's a hit. <laughs> cool. Uh, no, 19. I rolled 19. 19 plus 9 is 20 something. 28. So for oh, me, that's so a you crit. crit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. So a lot of things happen now, I guess, because that's what your tattoo does to you. Yeah, my tattoo is magic. Okay, so I'm a Berserker Barbarian, which means that I get one extra weapon dice every time I crit. And then from my tattoo, my Blood Fury tattoo, which is my which is my magical item, whenever I score a critical hit against a creature, that target takes 4d6 necrotic damage. So that's wow. 3d8 and 4d6. Wolf. <laughs> that's 38 damage? Yeah, 38 damage. And... I gain all the necrotic damage I dealt from my tattoo. I gain as temporary HP, also from the tattoo. Oh, my God. And I did 21. I built everybody a very overpowered magic weapon, except for you. That is a real magic item that exists uh, on D&D Beyond, that tattoo. So at the end of your turn, like as you sort of like swing down with this huge attack and they barely managed to like sidestep out of the way like limping on this bad leg now and you literally suck some of their life essence out to power yourself up they swing their cape up around themselves as they spin and you see like scales sort of shimmer down the sides of the cape as they turn Uh, so it, it looks like it's just black cloth but then suddenly all of these scales shimmer down the side of it and they buffet the cape outwards and you and squeak uh is anyone else on the ground i'm i'm like 10 feet off the ground 10 feet back from them okay so you would make a deck save as well and i think Uh, i'm like 40 feet back or whatever 40 feet back you're okay yeah Uh, that's right again (laughs) 
Squeak cannot be caught by dex saves. <laughs> that 20. Yeah. Double that 20. <laughs> I, I got an eight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the two of you take no damage. Um, Tulip, you take 11 bludgeoning damage, and you're knocked prone as this cape whips the air up in front of this guy, and he also uses that momentum to move 20 feet away from you Can as I... he kind of just like glides across the ground. Does he provoke attack of opportunity with that? It doesn't say he doesn't, so yes, he does. I'm looking at my items and I'm like, I don't have a weapon. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have my ratapult. Can I use that as a weapon? As my... Uh... I, think I think unless you have a be... feat, it's melee. Yeah, I think it has to be melee. Oh, then I guess my just my bonking stick. 15? Uh, 15 is a miss. Yeah, I think I'm just like swinging about wildly in the air, getting blown back by this wind. Okay, so they fly away and then they begin their attack. You see them like reach back and pull out the bow. And then at their side, they have a quiver and you see him pull out one of these arrows that you've seen now in Wish and Bane mm. with the sort of glowing head on it. And then like counts all of you and puts it back and takes out a different arrow. Uh -uh. <laughs> and then he is going to shoot. Weak didn't damage him. So he's going to shoot at Doug. Okay, I'm going to use my ability in Tropic Ward to impose disadvantage on that attack. Okay, so the first attack at disadvantage, that's a 14. Misses. Misses, okay. So he shoots the one, this arrow just like whizzes past you, the second yeah, attack. Yeah, as he just gets like a flash of just a wall of eyes. The second attack is a 22. Uh, right hits. in the eye. <laughs> right in one of the many eyes. 17. And what kind of damage is it? It is nine piercing and seven, or sorry, eight fire. I take it all. <laughs> uh, and then Oofa, the third doofa. attack, 17. That also hits. The same, 17 again. I am unconscious. Ooh, Dougie boy. Once again, that was exactly the amount of remaining yeah, hit points you had I had. Health, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you take thirty-four damage from the explosion too? From the uh, from the house? I feel like you did. I I don't know. I he popped a ton of uh, healing potions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He drank like five healing potions <laughs> after the house. I was yeah. back to full health. Fires three times. One goes wide, and two just like dig into each of your shoulders, and then you fall to the ground. The fly ends but it just lowers you to the ground you don't take that uh the six from falling 10 feet and then they are going to start running towards the forum and it is barnaby's turn yeah i guess uh i'll call out to carnation to give uh old uh doug uh a help and hand and uh but my action i'm gonna use i'm gonna cast cure wounds on doug actually is what i'm gonna do and i'm going to um Use my action to cast Cure Wounds. He gets uh, 10 health. <laughs> By his eyes. <laughs> and I'm going to use my movement to chase after uh, that guy. So then you would just be 10 feet behind him. Okay. And Brass, it is your turn. I'm going to throw Firebolt at him for 19 to hit. 19's a hit. And at the same time, I'm going to send one of the Meteors as a bonus action. They make okay. a deck save. 14. Fail. 
He takes 16 fire damage. So you see all of these meteors and the firebolts launch themselves at him, and he sort of moves like he's going to try to get out of the way, and they all hit him, but you don't, you see like he doesn't even flinch, and in fact, like as the fire moves over his body, he kind of breathes in a little bit mm. uh, and exhales this like breath of steam okay. uh, and smiles uh, and like gives you a little salute. Okay. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Do you want to chase at all or? I do want to chase. I would like to chase. Okay. So you could also be probably like 10-ish feet behind him. All right. Then it is Rusty. Yeah, Rusty's going to land, get his feet under him. Draws heavy irons, and uh, first shot, I'm going to do sharpshooter, and um, so is negative five. Nat 20. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nat 20. Okay. Uh, shit. And then there, no one was within five feet of him, right? Like, I didn't. No. No, no sneak attack dice. Uh, so, yeah, first shot was sharpshooter, uh, which is plus 10. Second shot is a critical fail, covering the spread. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bonus action is a two. Which is a uh, fifteen. Uh, yeah, so two misses and a hit. Okay, so the only hit does forty-one damage, and <laughs> everyone gets that as temporary HP. Whoa! <gasps> Who is within, within thirty feet? Holy moly! What? So forty-one temporary HP. <laughs> what? Didn't calculate crits into that old magic item there. <laughs> Been um, hoping for that. All right. Doug stops breathing so heavily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what does this look like? What about this is giving us this like infusion of life? R- Rusty kind of bears down with Delilah, his right hand gun, and <laughs> fires a shot. And when it hits, gnomish runes glow along the barrel, and magic aura spreads out and hits everyone, and just kind of picks you up a little. And there's maybe you, you get like the smell of cactus roses, little wow. The spirit of the range comes upon you. <laughs> yeah. You see another warforged in the distance behind some mountains, like tip his hat at all of you and then turn around and walk away <laughs> <laughs> and disappear into the heat. That's my turn. I missed with the other two shots. He is going to take that shot right through the shoulder. It pierces the cloak, pierces his armor. And as he like spins around to look at what's happening, he's going to flare that cloak up again. Uh, so Brass and Barnaby make a deck save. I've got a 12. I've got a 22. 22. Okay. So Brass, you're fine. Barnaby, 11 bludgeoning damage and you're knocked prone. No. If he falls uh, backwards on his shell, he can't get back up without assistance. <laughs> and then he flies another like 20 feet forward so he's 30 feet away from you now brass and you can see that he's getting pretty close to the front of this forum squeak i'm just gonna run forward till i'm within 30 feet range of it and then you're gonna see squeak as this this feeling of the range washes over him he kind of stops and takes in a quick breath puts his arms down to his side and then fires one arm up as a rat goes flying out the catapult <laughs> um, and slamming onto him as he can make a con save as the rat bites in a con save and casts blight. That's a 13. So that's... Oh, wait. Sorry. He's going to legendary resist it. Well, he still takes half damage. 
Uh, so cool. 29 divided by half. Uh, 14. And what kind of damage is that? Necrotic damage. Necro. Okay. Yeah, so it's just this like gross, uh, diseased rat clamps onto him um, and, and sinks its little tiny teeth in. Then it is Doug. All right, I'll get up and fly forward 30 feet. Cock the, the old shoddy and fire off another two Eldritch Blasts. All right. Just glaring at this guy. Oh, and probably maybe missing. Wait, what's that? It's going to be an 18. No, not that good. 16 to hit. 16 is a miss. Yeah, it's the highest of the two rolls. Uh, so once again, just both go wide. Yeah, they, they both sort of like pock off these two like golden pillars that lead into the forum. Does each barrel of the shotgun like have uh, eyelids and eyelashes around the openings at the end. Oh, that's <laughs> a, should. He, that's his eyes are upon you. <laughs> God. And Tulip, it's your turn. I'm going to stand up, which costs me 20 feet of movement, use my action to dash and run 60 feet so I can catch up. And then uh, I'll use from Frenzy to make a bonus weapon attack. 16 plus 9 is 20-odd, 25. Probably a hit. That's a hit, yeah. 14 damage, and that's my turn. You can see them, like, breathing pretty heavy now as as all of you are bearing down on them. He actually, like, spins his cloak around him. Oh, actually, first of all, at the end of your turn, if you run up to him, he's going to attack you. Mm. It is... 17 damage. It's the only amount of damage that this guy can do, <laughs> apparently. Uh, then I'm going to use my Blood Fury tattoo to react and hit back with advantage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wish he had that ability too, so you could stand there in between turns, making <laughs> each other. <laughs> hitting back and forth. Just rocky to it. The infinite combo. Punch each other till one of you dies. <laughs> I rolled a 16 again, so 16 plus 9 is 25. That's it. 13 damage. 13, okay. And then he's going to, like, throw that cape out behind him, and all of the... <laughs> all of the light in this area starts to, like, dim out, and you see, like, these cracks sort of moving along the ground, almost like lava is going to sputter out of them. And he says, haven't you ever heard? You shouldn't mess with the watch. And all of you make a wisdom save. 17. 12. 15. 22. Uh, Okay, so Doug, you're okay. I got 21. Burnaby's okay. Tulip, what was yours? Three. Three. <laughs> uh, okay, so Squeak, Brass. Brass, what was yours? Twelve. Twelve, yeah. Squeak, Brass, Tulip, and Rusty. You all become frightened. Oh, I can't uh, be frightened while I'm raging. Then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Deep down, you know this is a really horrifying event. <laughs> you're just too angry to care. You can't even hear what he's saying. It's just like, wom, 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 while you're like yeah. raising your sword again to smack him. Just the low rumble of rage. Yeah. yeah. I'm, just thinking of, I'm just thinking about my coat. So you can't willingly move closer, mm -hmm. but you don't have to run away. It's not a terror thing. That's an action, so he can't disengage, so he's going to run away again. Yeah, I already, I already used, used reaction. my reaction, so I can't attack. Him. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. right. I was a little bit afraid right there. <laughs> Haven't you heard? You don't mess with the watch and then get his fucking head cut off. Right <laughs> <away>. <laughs> <laughs> and Barnaby, it's your turn. Yeah, all right. I'll use my action to dash again. Go, I guess, just 45 feet towards that door. And I'm going to send Carnation in to check things out. Oh, Carnation, get eyes on this guy, please. And uh, and send Carnation in through. Okay, so make a perception check for 
Carnation. 17. So yeah, Carnation sort of flies ahead of you and flies into the forum. Brass. I'm going to circle around the forum. Uh, it is pretty like open air. Okay. Um, so there, there is like a domed sort of wall on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, like there's no ceiling. Okay. I'm going to um, circle towards the left. And then at the end of your turn, you can re- repeat the wisdom save. Mm-hmm. I net 20 that. Okay. At the end of your turn, you feel that fear uh, drain away. Okay. Yeah, so on the outside here along this wall, there's no like windows in, but you can see where these like pillars are sticking up and like supporting the roof of the forum. And then beyond that, you can see the tops of these uh, petaled trees okay. sticking up through. Then it is Rusty. Yeah, Rusty will kind of sh- shake his head and uh, um, yeah, circle around to the right of the forum. If you're going to the right, you would kind of be able to see in through the door. Uh, what do I see? You don't immediately see anything though. You see Barnaby like making his way into the forum. Okay. Um, but you don't you don't see this figure. And because or I what's can't... your passive perception? That perception check had me scared. It's twenty one. You do see him then. Yeah, you see him duck behind a pillar. Because of sharpshooter, my ranged weapon attacks ignore half and three quarters cover. I'm going to open up on him. Push through the fear. (laughs) So you just make them with disadvantage. Okay, Uh, that's a miss. That's a 20. 20 is a hit. Okay, the first uh, shot is uh, 16 damage. And then the bonus action uh, is a critical fail. So you see them like ducking behind this pillar and you just shoot one corner. The hot lead of the gun like melts through the gold of this pillar and you see it yeah tear a a strip off of his cape fucking cape then a wisdom save failed (laughs) okay so then we are back to squeak i can't find you but they can (laughs) and using a my last fifth level slot i'm gonna cast conjure animals to summon 16 swarms of rats. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm not entering those into initiative. They, they act as a group on the initiative. Okay. So if you want, oh. they can. Find him and kill him. <laughs> um, yeah, as you just see this, like out of every crevice around, just rats start piling everywhere and moving forward in his general direction. I'm gonna, we'll, we'll, we're gonna continue, but make 16 perception checks. <laughs> He's hiding, and I'm gonna punish you as much as you're punishing me with it. <laughs> what about us innocent bystanders? Uh, Doug, it's your turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like continue. Having not been afraid, I can continue moving towards him. Yep. So I will dash. So you you could make your way into the forum. Uh, yep. What's your passive perception? Passive's just 14. 14? Okay. So you see, like, the smoldering hole in the pillar from Rusty's shot, but you don't see this guy. There are my rules. <laughs> the highest is 17. Shot. Yeah, they also do not see him. What you do see and what those rats do see now that you're inside is a small cluster of figures like looking out through the door here at all of this commotion and noise. A female drow, you see three ticks, Uh and you see shard, tea leaf. Oh, shit. And she's like turned and is looking at you with this annoyed expression on her face. And I think maybe we'll pause there. Is there a one-liner she can drop that we go out of? Uh, I'll fucking edit it in.
Hello, it's Mike Friday, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mox the Rain side quest. We are ready to get back in the full swing of regular wonders and blunder stuff, as in the campaign that you're actually used to listening to. We recorded an episode today, and it is a real banger. If the bangers that you listen to involve a lot of very cute and mostly directionless banter. But that's why you're here, right? Getting back into the swing of things means that we'll be talking more about our Patreon and our Discord, which we're hoping to start using a lot more actively in the future, but I won't bother you too much about those things now. But if you're curious about them, you can go to wonderandblunder.com and find all the links and stuff that'll be there. And so instead of telling you to do anything about that, anything like going over to wondersandblunders.com and looking at all the links there and clicking on them and just doing whatever, you know, whatever comes to mind after that, I will just say, keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Mm, Goodbye.